Hey guys, Adam and Kath here for Film Club. Our first episode. This episode we're doing a Netflix movie and we'll have a movie coming out to theaters later in the month. Um, so the movie we chose was Isn't It Romantic? Because we just love rom-coms so much. It came up and we were like, yeah, no, we could, we'll give it a go. It stars Rebel Wilson and then like the leading man is sort of Liam Hemsworth. It's uh, meant to be, like, it's meant to subvert the tropes of rom-coms. Like, the whole the whole movie's meant to be, like, a fuck you to rom-coms. Yeah. And we're going to get into that and how well it does with that later. Mm. But, uh, instead of going straight into everything that we didn't like, because there was a lot of things that we did not like, let's talk about some of the things we did like, particularly how this movie stands out like i feel like it stands out (laughs) i think the trailer definitely caught my attention yeah the trailer came up on netflix just kind of at random uh, a while ago before it actually came on to netflix i was like hmm i guess i'd watch it um it's like it came up in the recommended along with things like dumpling and stuff yeah oh i still haven't watched that i haven't watched it either i don't really want to yeah (laughs) It's but, uh, you know the typical Netflix film. Yeah, yeah. You look at it, and you kind of, and you don't really want to. Yeah, but um, I thought it was interesting. I definitely feel like this movie is original, but I don't think that necessarily speaks to it being good. I think that whoever wrote it thought they had a very original concept. I feel like. I mean, you can tell we didn't do enough research that we don't know who directed this movie. But, oh uh, my god. We don't know who directed it. Don't call it, it out. <laughs> but uh, basically, we feel like someone was like, oh gosh, you know, rom-coms are so silly. Let's just do a movie where we just talk about the tropes and, you know, we make fun of it and we'll be cool because it's satire. But then you have the movie, like, be like, huh, these tropes are dumb and then still fall into the tropes. It has every big trope. Yeah, the movie just ends in, like, you know, the classic rom-com trope where we'll get into it when we talk about the story, but it was I found it very infuriating. Yeah, that they made such a big deal out of, like, oh, we're different, and then it's just, like, you're really not, though. Yeah, like, the movie itself, you know, it definitely it stands out, but it doesn't stand out for the right reasons, in my opinion. I'd say it's very colourful. Oh yeah, the color was um like really good. Like the I really enjoyed um, the costume design because yeah. I just I really enjoyed that. I really loved whoever styled the actors in the movie. I yeah. thought they did a good job. They go through a lot of different outfits. Yeah, and um, they're just great. I think it's supposed to only take place over like two days, and yet they have like twenty different outfit changes. No, it definitely. Well, okay. Story wise, the movie takes place all in her head yeah. mainly. So yeah, it t- it's only like one or two days, but in the dream sequence, which is what most of the movie is, it's like a few weeks, hmm. maybe a month. I guess. I don't know, it still feels like it's not that long to me. Definitely not long, considering everything that goes on. But like, on a scale of individuality, I'm gonna... I feel like it's like a 5 out of 10, because yes, it's original, but it's not original for like a good reason. <laughs> It's kind of an original idea because I've seen this done with horror movies quite a lot, mm. but not really with rom coms. I don't think I've seen this done with. Yeah. And I do like that they kind of call out a few rom coms. Yeah, like that was good. 
Like, she goes on an entire tirade that lasts about three hours in film about how, like, dumb each individual trope is in a rom-com, and she lists them all, and she goes on about them. And, like, you can tell she must have seen, like, so many rom-coms, and yet she's so angry and bitter. Yeah, like, she's so angry at all of them. Because she, like, kind of grew up watching them, and you get a little flashback, and she's like, you will never have that. Yeah, like, Pretty Woman. That The movie opens with her watching Pretty Woman, and then later on in her dream sequence, she only has she has to get an outfit from the lost and found of a hospital, and it's the outfit from one of the scenes in Pretty Woman where Julia Roberts has just gone on a shopping spree, and she's wearing this white dress with this nice hat. So it was like a callback to that, See, which I thought was interesting. I didn't even get that because I haven't seen Pretty Woman. It was on the movie. She was watching I that know. scene. <laughs> I know. It's just like, ugh. Um, it is a cool little detail now that you mention it, but it's not something I would notice. What I also liked is a lot of the outfits were very nice and they didn't try to dress Rebel Wilson in outfits that were... I don't want to say form-flattering. I mean, they didn't try to dress her in outfits that would be, like, big girl flattering. As in, the kinds you'd see in magazines for women who want to dress to flatter their shapes. They just dressed her in pretty clothes, and she looked pretty. Yeah, Like, because she is, she is pretty. A few weeks ago, there was a small controversy. I'm not sure whose lingerie line I think it was. It might have been Rihanna's. Hmm. Um, the big, the plus-size model clothes were completely different to lines. Oh really? Like very very different Like the same colour And kind of similar pattern But different cuts of the same And it's just like People are really mad about it For, under, for obvious reasons Because like Bigger people can wear the same clothes You don't have to make Different things mm. For them Like it's just kind of like Cheapening it, it was, Because it was lingerie It's supposed to be sexy And like they see the bit see-through You know Yeah But they go with the see-through part And it's just like Well why? Hmm so it's a good thing that in this movie they didn't try to do that with Rebel Wilson. They kept them free. Honestly, revealing sexy assets. Yeah, like some of the time she was just wearing comfortable stuff that she liked, you know, whatever. And then other times she was in like this beautiful red dress. And with she amazing, was in... like shoulder straps and everything. I was like, oh, so good. Yeah, and she had this yellow um, kind of jacket with this long skirt. And like a lot of the time you're like, oh, if you're, if you're a larger woman, don't wear long skirts. Wear like medium length skirts because they slim you down. Long skirts just kind of bring everything to like, they make you look like, like a circle or something. And you want to look more like you know something else and i'm just like no that's stupid she looked nice in the outfit yeah she looked great and she she also wore tight clothing and like a lot of times you would see style wise in movies they would avoid tight clothing for larger people because it doesn't look as good yeah they would avoid tight clothing for larger people they were nice yeah so um i guess that's a good thing and then the boys were all dressed quite well yeah, no, the men were dressed really well. Um, Liam Hemsworth, in particular, was usually dressed in some sort of suit. Because he was playing a billionaire. Yeah, or he would have, like, trous- like nice trousers and, like, a blazer type thing. And then um, Adam Devine would be wearing usually kind of, like, a t-shirt and jeans or, like, a shirt and jeans, I guess. I think in the real life he was usually wearing a shirt and jeans. And in the actual, um, like, fantasy world, it turned into a, like... Um, I don't think he really changed much. I think he was pretty much the same in both. I think his hair was gone nicer. Maybe. But I think that was the whole point. There was meant to be like a glossy filter over the dream sequence as opposed to the regular part of the world. I think we should break down the story for you now, like properly. Now, obviously, as we've already been saying some, there are spoilers in this 
It's review. best if you watch this after you've seen it. Yourself. Yeah, if you've seen it already, you know, go to town, great listen. But like, otherwise, I'd kind of say, yeah, watch it, form your own opinion, and then maybe listen to us. I mean, it's on Netflix. You probably have it, like, most people do. Yeah, like, probably people have seen it a bunch already. But, uh, story-wise, basically, Rebel Wilson plays Natalie, who works at an architecture firm, and she's in charge of designing the parking garage of a hotel being built, and she's really against love, and you can tell Josh, her co-worker, who's played by Adam Devine, um, really likes her, but she's, like, completely dense about it. Yeah. And, like, he asked her, and she's like, what? No, I don't like that stuff. No, what? Because he, like, like, asked her to karaoke and stuff, and she's like, I don't like karaoke. Why would you Yeah, like, that? she's, very, she's like, classic rom-com naive. Oh, you honestly do not see. You honestly don't see it. Does not get the hint. It has to be spelled out to me. And, like, even still in the real world before the dream sequence, he's telling her, you're literally blind to love. Like, you don't even get it when it's right in front of your face. And she's like, that's not true. And he's like, and, like, you can tell he's screaming internally at me. It's me. I like you. It should be me. But she basically has this kind of like, you know, typical she life, like, oh, everyone in work disrespects her and like after they do all their work for her. Yeah, like her superior in work is always like, hey, go do this stuff, which is her job. And like the people keep like, hey, can you throw this out for me? And she's like, yeah, okay, I guess. And she lets people walk all over her. And it's rebate stuff like, oh, can you call the IT guy? Like, why can't you call the IT guy? Yeah, it's literally your job as like the supervisor. And then, so she she gets hit by a car, isn't it? No, one day she's on the subway. And she gets mugged, and then she hits her head really hard on this thing. Okay, this is actually something that annoyed me. What? She gets hit by the halal cart, then she gets... Yeah, but that was fine. I know. She didn't hit her head. They kept on, like, having things happen to her that you think, oh, this is going to be... Because you've seen the trailer. Yeah, that was really annoying. You see her hit her head, and then you're like, oh, this is the moment. And there's a bunch of times she gets hit, and, like, nothing happens. But I think that's just to, like, build up the suspense. And it doesn't work. No, no, not really. It's kind of... It falls flat, really. But, uh, so she hits her head after the getting mugged, and then she wakes up in, like, a really fancy rom-com-esque version of a hospital. The doctor's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Stunning. Yeah, and a very handsome guy. Uh, I've seen him in other stuff, I'm sure, I just can't remember what. Um, so then she gets out of the hospital, and her life is infinitely better. Her dog is clean and happy. Her apartment is huge with everything she could want in it. Her job is in, like, a super amazing building and she's, like, being treated as the star architect because she's the main character in this rom-com now. And just, like, all the tropes are coming out. She's got a gay best friend sidekick. She's got a guy who's in love with her who's, like, you know, trying to move on. Um, You've got, like, the billionaire gorgeous guy who's falling for her and saying beguiling all the time. Yeah. Uh, and her best friend from work is now her mortal enemy just because they're both women in an office. Yeah, like, it's her rival, actually, now. Like, yeah, actual rivals, even oh, though she's I still her you. assistant. Yeah, it's very confusing. It's like, yeah. you're going down. Yeah, like, constantly flipping her off as well. And she has, that like, a new posh really, Yeah. It never really struck me as funny. No. No, it was always kind of like, mm. They never really expand on it, either. No. Story-wise, it was fine. I guess. Like, I was just super underwhelmed most of the time. Yeah. And basically, like, she goes on some typical romantic dates with the billionaire guy. Yeah. Yacht stuff, ice cream. Like, it's great. He breaks into a shop and it's like, that's his rebel side coming out. Yeah. For Rebel Wilson. Of course. Um, And uh, they go to sleep together. And because this rom-com she's in is PG-13... 
it just cuts to the next morning and she tries so many times to try and like have sex with him and it just keeps cutting to the next morning so she just gives up and she's like really Which is dead about it. it's cute it's funny yeah that one that was kind of funny but they did it so many times over and over she was trying to like i was even I was when she like, found that she couldn't swear they kept going back it's like okay we get it yeah it was it made me think of the good place like yeah. how they have to say fork and bench and yet it's better there yeah well they know they execute it a, way, a lot better uh, but yeah, no, it was just kind of like they did the joke and then they kept going back to the same jokes instead of having better, different jokes. Or they were expanding just... on it in any way. Like the truck, and the sounds where they had a truck reversing noise because yeah. the truck was reversing above her. And they never had something else change that noise. It was always a fucking truck reversing. No, it was other stuff. No, in, in that scene. Oh, in that scene, yeah. No, it was always the same truck. Because they went scenes. back to it multiple times in that same scene. Yeah, no, that one scene, like they, they overused it. They could have done it once or twice and then stopped, but they kept going over and over again. But um, it could have been something like, I don't know, they were just, the jokes were fine, they weren't amazing, and they were overused for sure. And like, I don't know, it just, it. I wouldn't say it's not my kind of movie, because I do like rom-coms, and I do like satire films, and I do like comedies. It's just this one didn't really connect with me, I guess, because I just felt like it was trying too hard. And it was being tropey, but like it was using satiring tropes as an excuse to be tropey instead of just being tropey and just being true to what it was. Yeah. So then after the date with the billionaire and she's like in love with him or whatever. Well, he's she's not in love with him, but he says I love you to her. Yeah. She decides that the only way to wake up from this thing is to have someone falling over there, and he says I love you, and then she's like, wait, what? And then later on, she realizes, wait, Josh is the one who needs to fall in love with me because she realizes she likes Josh. But the issue there is Josh has fallen in love with the billionaire's best friend. Yeah, he falls in love with this supermodel slash yoga ambassador or whatever, uh, played by uh, Priyanka Chopra. It's like one of those um, jobs you expect to see in, like, homes under the hammer or something. Mm. It's like, oh, what are you? I'm a moth enthusiast and I'm a yoga ambassador and our budget's £10 million. Pounds. Yeah. Uh, so that happens like he saves her from choking and then they fall in love and then they start to get like, they get engaged and then so of course um, Rebel realises she has to get Josh to fall in love with her and stop the wedding and like this whole time it's kind of like you know she's just got to get this guy to fall in love with her and then she'll be happy and it's just and she realises she does really like Josh which is nice Yeah. so she goes she tries to stop the wedding and then as she's saying like you should love me because and she's thinking of all these reasons and then she's like you should love me because I love and you think she's going to say you but you also know she's going to say me she says I love me it also so, kind of came out in order because there was no real build up to it like oh I like this bit me or I have more self confidence right? well just, actually it depends on which trailer you watch there's yeah. a few trailers and one of them does express a lot of self love messages but that doesn't come across in the movie I mean there's a scene um, before she goes to stop the wedding where she's talking to Donnie, her gay sidekick, and he's talking about how he ha- learned to love himself yeah. and he loves his skanky ass, is the <clears throat> quote, I believe. Um, and just how like he, th- he he had his heart broken all the time and he wasn't letting anyone see it and he wasn't being open and then he learned to love himself and that's why the world can see him now. So I totally saw it coming after that, that it was going to be a self-love thing and not a guy falls in love with me thing, even though it still ends up at the end of the movie being a guy falls in love with me yeah. thing. It's still not a build-up though. It's like the scene before, like, ooh, we yeah. better throw this in for the next scene. Kind of. So basically she's like, I love me. And then when she says that, she's like, hey, you know what? 
don't don't stop the wedding you do you i'm gonna go do me cool see ya and then she steals the car and crashes and she crashes and then she wakes up from the dream world into the real world where everything's shitty again but she's really happy that it's shitty again um she goes to work and she's not letting anyone walk over anymore. yeah she goes to work and i kind of like that she's they were like, like can scene. you do this thing and she was like nope and the supervisor was like oh can you do and she's like oh hold on uh how about i call you and tell you to do your fucking job and she's like yeah the i was worst like yes part rebel is, um, the only person who actually cared she was gone for a day with her assistant yeah, like, Josh didn't even notice she was gone, which I was kind of like, oh, okay, maybe maybe that is just, like, a fantasy world thing and not a real thing. But, okay, so she's basically decided she's going to love herself, she's happy in her own skin, she's going to be open to the world, which is all great. But then she goes to the office, and Josh is there, and she's like, dude, you got to stop looking at that window. Because you gotta outside just... the window, there's a billboard with a model on it. Yeah, which is what she thinks he's always looking at. She's just like, you got to stop looking at that window. you got to start living in the real world. You don't need love to complete you. You're great on your own. And he's like, hold on a second. So he goes over. He sits her down in his chair across the room, goes over and sits in her chair, and then looks out the window. And if he does that, his reflection is perfectly seen in the window. And that's what he was always looking at. And so he goes back over and he's like, I was looking at you. I'm always looking at you. And she starts to cry. And then they kiss. And then they're like, we should go out sometime. And then I assume they go out sometime. They and like arrange to go out on Saturday. Yeah. And I was just like, this bullshit. Yeah. I, I actually, like, if they hadn't done that, if she just had, I don't know. I didn't feel like her getting with Josh should have been the end of the movie. I felt like well, it the wasn't, end of the movie. Because after that, we get the dance scene there is a dance scene but even then she so after the kiss she goes to the elevator and she decides to like leave i guess because she was only at work for 20 minutes but that's enough um so no, she's she had leaving. a board meeting she had everything she needed to do yeah so she's leaving and then her friend whitney comes in and she's like hey okay just wanted to say i'm really proud of you that went great you're awesome i guess rom-coms aren't that bad and like i know you say it sucks but you seem to be the successful woman with the great job and the great man that you hate so like what and rebel's just kind of like I mean, just to be clear, like, I don't need Josh. I'm like, it's cool that I have Josh, but I like, I only need me. I complete myself. So, you know, cool. But like, yeah, you can say that and it's a great sentiment, but it doesn't change the fact that you're literally ending this movie with a couple getting together and a big old dance scene and credits. That's how you chose to end this film. And another dance scene, another dance scene was not needed. Two was enough. There was a karaoke scene earlier and oh, it's just like, yeah, there was, there was like a mini dance scene in like Central Park or something where the yeah. swearing was going on. She learned she couldn't swear. And then there was um, the song Dance With Somebody, a karaoke slash Which dance scene. Which I enjoyed, scene. honestly. I did enjoy it. It was very campy, but we didn't need another dance scene at the end. That was so unnecessary. Plus, if it, my issue is it, it wasn't the credits. They had the song and then they had the credits with another dance scene with a different song. And it's just like, go away. Yeah, it was just kind of like... Ugh. Story-wise, it was interesting enough as a concept, but just the way they executed it was like, it was just an excuse to be tropey and be like, hey, we're not tropey, we're making fun of the tropes. And it's like, no, you're just being tropey. You're just being tropey in disguise. Yeah. That's how it felt. So, like... I mean, I'd give it, like, another 5 out of 10. I was just underwhelmed, like, the whole time. The whole movie, I think I'm going to end up giving it 5. It's so average. Yeah. Well, actually... I feel like everyone phoned in their performances. I didn't like the acting. Liam Helmsworth just got to be a dim guy speaking in his natural accent, Australian. So cool. But we know he has so much more range. Adam Devine was 
Adam Devine. Yeah. Rebel and, Wilson was Rebel Wilson. In every movie I've seen her in, she's always just the same. Like, yeah, there was a bit more depth to her character, but besides that, she was still just a funny girl who was kind of fat and, and was joking about being fat and funny. Yeah, and she's, like, quirky and awkward and not yeah. perfect. Like, that's literally her whole character. Like, and I'm sure she can do more than that. Do you like, know who I, I actually like enjoyed? Who? I enjoyed Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, I mean, she was in it very limitedly. Like, she was only in it a bit. But she was but very like, refreshing. I actually enjoyed her acting. I did kind of find her funny overall. Yeah. Yeah. But besides that, like, yeah, just the performances, I found them lackluster. Like, they had a really good cast. Like, and they're all they talented just, people. Yeah, they're talented people, but it's just like... Well, they, Rebel Wilson's available. <laughs> I like Rebel Wilson. I like her... I don't like her characters, but I, I like her I necessarily think she's talented, though, because she is doing the same thing. And the more you do the same thing, the less... It's I mean, the, the same can be said for, like, people like Adam Sandler. Well, I wouldn't call him talented, so... No, but, like, he's always doing the same thing. Whereas, if you've seen him in Punch Drunk Love, I think it's called, he was really good in that movie. It's like a, it's like an actually dramatic, serious movie. And he's was really great in that movie. And you can see his range and what he can do. But what he chooses to do is shitty comedy movies. Well, then maybe Rebel Wilson needs to choose to do something else. I would love to see her try something more serious. Yeah. I would love to see what she can do and what her range actually is. So for acting, I wouldn't even give it a five. I'd give it a four. If even, like, two to three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess four. Because we know what their capabilities are. We just also know what they gave in this movie, which wasn't good. It's so sad that so far it has a 14 out of 50. Being, on the scale of being true to marketing... I laughed more at the trailer. Yeah, the trailer, like, I literally would have taken the trailer over the movie. Like, it was just... Or even, like, if this was, like, a half-hour short film. When we say, was it true to marketing, what we mean is, did the trailers portray the movie and actually how it was going to be? Because sometimes there are things you can see a trailer for, and then you see the movie, and the tone is completely different, or there's so many scenes in the trailer that just straight up are not in the movie. Or like, very different in the movie. Yeah, or like or play out very differently. Like how, if you saw the trailers for The, the Hunchback of Notre Dame by Disney when it was coming out... It was very happy and lighthearted and goofy, and those are the only scenes it showed. And then when you saw the movie with your children in cinemas... It's so dark. It's dark and twisted and heavy on the religion and just intense in places. And amazing. Like, oh, I, I love, love it. That film. But, like, I would not say it's true to marketing. The marketing was just a ploy to get butts in seats. Yeah. If Disney couldn't have a dark movie, that wouldn't get people in the cinema. Mm. So, like... I do feel like this movie was represented well in its marketing. It was, you know, campy, silly rom-com movie. That's what it was marketed as. That's what it was. Like, as far as being true to marketing, I'm giving it a 10. Like, that's what it was. I just feel like the way the movie actually to market itself in its actual movie and not in its trailer was something more than it was, you know? Yeah. But for marketing, yeah, marketing was like, it's campy. Here it is. Mm. And, like... The last thing I want to talk about is the cinematography, the way it was shot and the way the movie looked. I liked it. I liked it. Well, like, once it hit the dream world, it was very, like, I mean, in the regular world of New York, it was very normal day to day. It just looked like New York City. And then once it hit the dream world, it was like you stepped into, like, the, I don't know, the, like... It was an Instagram filter. That's the joke they made. Yeah, it was, it was like looking at everything through an Instagram filter. It was like... 
Dorothy waking up in Oz after being in Kansas. It was literally like yeah, everything was, was bright, colorful. beautiful, Technicolor. Um, when she got driven home by her billionaire new boyfriend, they um there was a whole extra road added to the bridge that's not actually there, so that they didn't have to take ten years to get yeah. across. The water looked beautiful. It was sunny. Like everything, I just thought it was really pretty. And yeah, there are movies that are like, yeah, it's pretty, but it's got no substance. But like I'm not I'm not talking about substance. I'm just talking about if it was pretty, and I think it was really pretty. And all like, the shots were great. Like there was um, the dates on their yacht were beautiful. Yeah, you get loads of great scenery and the like, wedding even and the um, party before the wedding, like all lovely. Yeah, and like just in scenes where characters are talking together, I liked the way it was shot. Like it's not like cut, 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 like constantly jumping from one angle to another. It was just like good shots. Even at the end, there's a hotel scene, and like. The sun is shining through the window beautifully, and there's like a lovely. It's like you can see people walking past outside, and it's just great. Yeah, like I, I just really enjoyed the way the movie looked. Although I feel like the running scene. The running scene was kind of too long. Yeah, dumb. She was talking about the stupid trope of how at the end of a rom com you run in slow motion. So she starts running, and then she goes in slow motion, and she grabs her boobs because they're bouncing all over the place, you know? Hilarious. I'm happy the slow motion joke wasn't that she just can't run because she's fat. Yeah, like, it that was literally, so if that was it, it would have been stupid. Like, I mean, it would have been more stupid, considering I already thought it, it was kind of dim. Yeah, like, that would have been not great. Like, the whole joke of, you know, women should wear sports bras because it hurts their boobs to be running otherwise, I get that. But I just feel like it was super unnecessary to just shove that in. Yeah, and it wasn't particularly well shot either. No. But like, as far as the overall cinematography goes, I would give it like a 7 or an 8. I would go for 8. Yeah, like an 8 maybe. Like 8 out of 10. Because we have to take away points, of course, because we didn't like that one scene. And we didn't... The shots out in normal New York were like nothing special. Mm. So like, what's that out of 50? It's 26. You know what? That's a passing grade. Yeah, like, it's just over, like, 50%. So, you know, it can't be helped. But I feel like the movie had so much potential. I always did. Like, that's what I want to ask you, Adam. What would you change? So much. Like, to make the movie better, what what would you break it down to? I think I would cut out the entire ending. Okay. I think if she went into work had her say and then left without kissing Adam Levine I would have been more satisfied yes I would actually have liked to have had more funnies mm. I don't I didn't really laugh that much I liked there were lots of little details I, that's something I would keep like in the subway the the maps when she like were now heart shaped oh stuff. in the dream world yeah, yeah. everything was like heart shaped <laughs> like um, people were dressed well everyone was happy although the cops were, I loved when she got arrested and it's like yeah, no, that was interesting. There was a scene with flower petals where um, the billionaire wrote his name on flower petals and scattered them down on the ground. And, and then they formed the actual number, of course. Yeah, like they landed perfectly because of the power and the love. I would, I would have kept that. That was funny. Mm. But I probably would have changed a bit beforehand where she was just kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, there's three million like ways this could actually work out because it kind of showed she was smart. Yeah, no, she is. She's an architect. Like, she's very smart. Like it showed she was smart. But he kind of just walked and ignored her and I think I, w- I would have had him say something about it. Oh wow, you're really smart. Yeah, like I would have leaving. liked that to be acknowledged. Yeah, like it's just like oh, she, she said math. She's an, it's kind of like oh, she's a nerd instead of you're smart. Like how many times do you see that in rom coms that like they're not just kind of nerdy, like they like nerdy things as in like movies and comic books. Like they're actually just like brains and they really like doing 
that kind of brainy stuff. Yeah, they're not nerdy, they're, they're smart. Yeah, like, they're just clever. Let them be clever. Yeah, and, like, acknowledge it, too, like, like acknowledge the good things about them, not just have the guy just walk away and ignore her while mm. she's talking to him, like, that's not great. No. And I think I would have cut out all those scenes where she got hit beforehand. Yeah, those were super unnecessary. I think they made it look a bit more stupid than she should, they should have. Because, oh, look, she's so smart, but also she's she's blind and can't see the guy who loves her. Mm. Or she keeps on getting into stupid accidents. Like, they joke about it in the dream world. Like, oh, I keep falling. It's supposed to be the dream world. But it's like, no, she was doing that before she went into the dream world. Yeah, like, she was already doing all that stuff. So that didn't work as a joke. So, yeah. No, that wasn't funny. I would have... I would have liked the movie to have been more funny because I didn't laugh a lot. I think a lot of jokes fell flat and I would have mm. changed them. And I think it was kind of offensive to women sometimes. Yeah. And gay people. Yeah. But the, the, their point kind of was that it's offensive to gay people. Yeah, but that was like the saying, point. But that's like saying, oh, it's okay to be um, racist to black people in a movie as long as you're showing like, like, oh, I'm doing blackface as satire, so it's fine. It's not fine, though. Yeah, or like, oh, I'm suddenly doing a gay accent because it's satire, but that's also not okay. Mm. So yeah, that's just a few things I would change. What about you? The way I would change it is... So, start off with the movie is her, like, waking up, she's going to a job. I'd still keep all of that. Um, and then, once she hits the dream world, again, I'd take out all the unnecessary physical comedy of her getting hurt. Like, getting hit by this um, food truck and getting, like, her, like, slipping and just falling over and stuff like that. Unnecessary. Like, yeah, have her hit her head. Um, and go into the dream world, sure. But once she hit the dream world, see, here's the thing. I feel like it would have been cool to take less of a campy approach to it. There's this show called um, Drama World on Netflix, and it's basically a girl who gets sucked into the world of a K drama. Um, and so she has to like go through all this shit and like deal with the tropes and stuff. But she doesn't really go along with it she just observes them and is like huh and she's like an observer just talking about it and being like huh so i get like so this is happening and oh that's cool that's happening too and i'm gonna tell my opinion about it she's not actively participating in the tropes unless she absolutely has to rebel does participate like she's a big part she is the main character you know yeah rebel just kind of falls into these things she's like okay that's happening there and like i would rather she being an outsider in this trippy rom-com world acted like an outsider and just wasn't affected by all this rom-com stuff and she had to actually make an effort to be all the rom-com stuff and was taking more of a critical thought to it than just be like okay i guess i'm doing this now or she was trying to make another version of herself love herself or something you know yeah like that would have been cool like if it ended with something like she was talking to her childhood self being like so this is the person i was supposed to make love me all along that would have been a great thing to see because what you actually had in the end was someone who hates tropes apparently just go in and literally, literally fall right fall into, into every single trope even the one where oh it wasn't the right guy and he's actually horrible so like it was basically like i hate all these tropes and then she participates in all the tropes and actually has some fun and learns they're not so bad no they're still bad they're trash she shouldn't be learning that oh this is great she should be learning that yeah i'm right this is stupid i should just love myself and do things for myself which is fine like I would have had most of it play out as I've just said. I would still keep the scene with Donnie where he talks about loving himself. I thought that was a touching scene. And um, there's a funny bit that I did laugh at when she wakes up from the dream world where she goes over to his house and she was like, wait, you're actually gay? I thought you were just gay in my dream. And he's like, what? You don't think drug dealers can be gay? That's really homophobic, Natalie. And I'm like, yeah, okay, wow, that was funny. I find that funny. 
I like I just like to subconsciously that even though she wasn't sure he was gay, her subconscious Yeah, like you can like she already picked up on that. Yeah. Like she just didn't know it in like the proper sense of it. And to end the movie I would just have her go to work, do a presentation, rock it, but like rock it in a less funny way, just say her thing and like just say like this is what I think and like I've been here a long time, I do really good work for you, I deserve this chance and they're like, Okay, you're right, wow us and then she wows them and they're like, That was really great and then she like they're like can you go and like work on this now she's like yeah i'll go work on that so she goes she goes to work she sits at her desk she kind of just smiles and like then i want her to look out the window and look at her own reflection and just be so content and satisfied and that's it that's the movie you yeah. just she's completely 100% happy with herself and loves herself she doesn't even acknowledge josh like, maybe she'll wave at him or something, and, like, she'll give Whitney a hug or something, but besides that, like, no romantic shit with Josh. Just literally, it was me all along. I was the person I had to fall in love with. Yeah. Boom. So we both agree that if you're going to do a fucking satire romance, you can't actually end with the romance. Yeah, if you're going to do a satire of romantic comedies, don't just be another romantic comedy. Actually be good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, those are our thoughts. Those were our thoughts on Isn't It Romantic? You can tweet us your thoughts and we'll talk to you. Our Twitter handle is at Uncapped. Mm-hmm. And if there's a movie on Netflix or something that you really want us to talk about that you don't want to see yet, or if you've seen it and you want to see our thoughts on it, feel free to suggest things to us because we're so open to suggestions. Yeah. But our next movie will actually be Captain Marvel. We'll be seeing Captain Marvel when it comes out and then we'll be posting another film club later in the month. So you can look forward to that. That'll be in the next few weeks. And then after that, hopefully we'll have more Psychus and another book club after that. You know, we've got loads of content coming your way. Yeah, no, we have a lot of content coming. So we have more Psychus on the way. We're doing book club. We're doing film club. Everything is coming out. And like you can give suggestions for all of them. You have our Twitter. It's in the description too. And you also have our Instagram. If you want to follow us there, we'll be posting when we put new episodes up. We love making this content for you. If you enjoy our content, if you could share it out and just let people know because we'd love to have more people to make content for we want like a diverse audience because like we could get suggestions for a movie we didn't even consider or we could get suggestions for a book that we never thought we'd like until or we gave we it a go we didn't even know about it like we might not even know it existed yeah exactly like we didn't know about solitaire until we read heartstopper and we only read heartstopper on like a win yeah like a, a complete chance because I saw it it was the last copy in a bookshop and I picked it up because I thought it was cute but it also has so many fans so if we had more fans maybe one of them would have read it and be like oh I would love to hear their thoughts on Heartstopper yeah like if you just like share your thoughts with us so we can keep sharing our thoughts with you yeah. so thanks for listening I've been Adam and I've been Kat and this has been our film club see you next